0: hello everybody welcome to mexico for ringos episode four and uh well uh today i wanna um, i wanna say hi to you i hope everybody's going is very, is doing very well uh here in mexico well things uh we are in the middle of uh phase three and uh which means that you are not allowed to go out of the house um, unless you have something uh, very important to do, like like buy groceries, so you have to work, actually. And uh, well, I think uh, in, a, in a third world country like uh, Mexico, a lot of people don't have the option to stay home. And, um, and I think right now uh, is uh, kind of a luxury, To stay home and uh, to stay uh, healthy, but I sadly see that a lot of people are not taking the right precautions. You know, Um, a couple days ago, well, last week uh, in Mexico City, uh, they canceled a uh, quinceañera party. I mean, a lot of people gathering, that's just insane. And uh, a lot of uh, religious, religious. Events that were uh, that authorities uh, need to um, intervene because it's it's just nonsense. A lot of people, not only in Mexico, but I can see also in the United States and uh, pretty much everybody. uh, A lot of people don't think that this uh, virus is real. Some people think that it's uh, China. China. Taking some uh, um, uh, revenge to United States, and some people say that it's um, United States who created. And uh, I mean, I, in my humble opinion, I think every uh, all of that is BS. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to be rude, but we can see uh, everywhere people really, really. Uh, dying of this uh, disease and, and it is because it's a new one, a lot of people don't, don't uh, realize that um, it is very real and sometimes if you get the virus you will not have uh, complications but uh, you still have the potential of transmit it to someone else who is going to have trouble. So. I highly recommend that you stay at home. It's a luxury to stay home and uh you know and and try to help as much as we can. And if we cannot donate money, donate time to hospitals. The least we can do is just to follow the instructions. And I can see here in Mexico some people don't do that and it's very it's very sad. But um uh, let's uh, let's go to um uh, another subjects another friendly more friendly subjects and um, well uh, investigate about the uh, pandemics here in Mexico well um, the first one well not the first one but I think the most important one that we had uh, it was the pandemic that occurred here in, in nueva españa it wasn't even Mexico back then and and um, Mexico it was a, a very different territory than what it is now obviously and uh, it was a, a larger territory and uh well the this pandemic was uh, the the smallpox and uh that occurred in 1520 uh taking taking into account that the uh, Spaniards came to this territory uh in 1519 so uh, back then, uh, this, uh, virus, this disease didn't reach the pandemic, uh, proportions because, uh, it, it did not get to other parts of the world like now, but, uh, it did reach all of the American continent, uh, little by little, uh, you know, according to, uh, chronicles, um, and mainly from, uh, a guy named Francisco de Eguía, um, who had been a slave to Panfilo Narváez and who came from northern Spain. Uh, He says that this Francisco de Eguía, this slave, spread the disease. Um, Nowadays, uh, we will call him patient zero. Like in this pandemic, (laughs) there was a patient zero. So that's very interesting. Well, at least I find it very interesting and I hope you do too. Uh, it didn't hurt uh, the Spanish uh, too much because uh, they already knew the smallpox. They have some certain immunity. But uh, when it arrived in Tenochtitlan, which is the uh, uh, area of uh, uh, Mexico City, now is Mexico City, um, the, 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 this was a t- terrible epidemic and uh, during the second semester of 1520, a lot of people died, including uh, the uh, emperor back then, which uh, was Kwiklawak, and uh, this epidemic attacked many adults, children and uh, young people. Um, There are different uh, numbers about the disease. Some people talk about Three hundred thousand victims, and other mentioned forty um, percent of the population. Uh, in that, that's insane, insane numbers. Um, the researcher says that uh, historians agree that it was key for Hernan Cortes, these the head of this uh, expedition to uh, this territory. Uh, they came that came from Spain, but they stopped in Cuba, and then Hernan Cortes. Uh, make all the way, make it all the way to uh, El Puerto de Veracruz in in Mexico. So that's another interesting fact. And um, uh, when people uh, begin to have the rash and felt the uh, discomfort of the smallpox, uh, uh, provokes, um, that's when people begin to have the rash and uh, they, they battle in the river they bathed in the river and obviously all those who bathed in the river got infected you know because the river took all of this virus all the way down the stream or something and um uh this river in Tlaxcala was called uh, River Sauatl, which means river of pimples smallpox was called Sauatl Kokotsli and uh I don't have a translation for that, sorry Uh, smallpox uh, went on for centuries with epidemic outbreaks approximately over 25 years until the inoculation process took place between the 18th and 19th century and uh, the vaccine was uh, uh, developed and uh, after the smallpox when the arrival of the Spaniards uh, the second epidemic was in 1531 Miesles which also arrived with the conquest and uh, killed mainly mainly children uh, according to to uh, some uh, professionals in this area um they call it tepiton and um i don't have a translation for that but i think it's something bad uh, for 40, 14 years later uh, in 1545 the territory suffered another pandemic which uh, they call uh colitzli and uh it was an uh, thief typhus uh, from europe they said uh, black rats ran from the coast to the valleys and that is why uh, that that is why uh, it was uh, typhus black rats come in ships typhus is transmitted transmitted from lees and rats rats don't die they are just the vehicle these um uh disease also cl- kills a lot of people and expand from Mexico coast to the valley and then the periphery. You know it's very very interesting how these diseases um are transmitted and um you, it is just um, um I, I think it's a very it's, it's a different perspective because nowadays um uh, despite the fact that we have a lot of people dying, uh, we have hope because science and medicine and technology are uh, pretty much advanced. We have a hope that in the next uh, 6, 10, 18 months, uh, we're going to have a vaccine, but uh, these people back then and not only in Mexico, but around the world, they they just uh, lose pretty much all of their friends pretty much all of their families and um it was it was big so i think we have to take this in in perspective and things aren't that bad you know and uh well we have we need to have the patience and uh in another order of ideas like i mentioned before i work in in the food and beverage industry, and uh, so that's why most of the content uh, it's about uh, uh, gastronomy. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but the first winery in the uh, Americas, in, in in the continent, uh, was here in Mexico, and this winery is from a region in the north of Mexico uh, called Parras Coahuila. It was uh, uh, this semi-desertic area, and um, nowadays it's uh, the name of this winery is Casa Madero, but they established in, in uh, San Lorenzo Hacienda in uh, 1597. So it's way, way, way back, way back, way back, and this land was um, was pro- was lent by the king uh, Felipe um uh, Felipe II uh I think it was Felipe II and um the uh, the official founding of the town of Parras um was in uh 1598 and one year later uh there was this um, uh, the foundation of this hacienda the the missionaries and the uh, Spaniards. They came to this area. They found these wild vines all over the place, and uh, they knew how to make wine. So they adapted very well. There was uh, like an oasis in this area, and uh, they started to make wine. And there was a, a time in history, a uh, hundred years later, something like that, that uh, in order to protect winemakers in Spain, uh, they uh, the the Spanish the Spanish crowd banned the wine made here in 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 this uh in this territory so that's very interesting and um but uh, they continue, you know, in San Lorenzo Hacienda they continue to make wine and uh, they continue to supply the local missions uh, before being purchased in uh, 1893 by Evaristo Madero, which he uh, introduced European vines and techniques. Uh, his uh, grandson Francisco E. Madero, he was a revolutionary hero who became the president in 1910 in uh, Mexico. It was a, It was a very... Uh, interesting history around this uh, mexican um character and uh, i hope i can uh, well in the near in the in the future episodes we will discuss that and um uh he was born at the uh, el rosario hacienda uh, there in, in Coahuila and um nowadays casamadero is um is one of the largest wineries. In, in Mexico, uh, they have uh, Cabernet Merlot Shiraz uh, Malbec. I've tasted the, the wine. I actually I was I was in in San Lorenzo hacienda uh, eight years ago. It's amazing, amazing. The, the, the hacienda the whole ambience uh, we drank a lot of wine of course and uh, the wines are very good I'm not I'm not quite sure if you can find them in in the United States but uh, uh, it's worth it if you come to Mexico in the near future uh, you should you should have it you should you should have it uh, a lot of restaurants uh, the the wine by the glass is actually Casamadero and uh, well you you should try it and uh, and that was the first winery in America, Casa Madero. And uh, I want to give you a uh, couple of reasons of why you have to come to Mexico after the pandemic is over. You know, a lot of people is going uh, to, they will want to go out. Now, all, everybody wants to get out of the house. And, uh, you know. <laughs> do whatever. And uh, if you plan to take uh, vacations from this vacation, <laughs> this forced vacations, so uh, let me give you some reasons to why you have to come to Mexico, why you have to come to San Miguel de Allende, to Puebla, to Oaxaca, to Cancun, uh, to Puerto Vallarta. And um, some of the reasons is uh, um, the cuisine is amazing and there's just too much variety in the Mexican cuisine and uh, it's not only tacos but in fact the culinary scene well way before the pandemic um, it was uh, very very important and uh, well you can have delicious food uh, you have delicious uh, uh, things that you never tasted before different ingredients that you that you probably didn't even knew about and um, it's it's amazing well from carne asada or cabrito in the north to uh, the seafood, the ceviches, the uh, aguachiles in the Pacific area and uh, well uh, you're gonna have a blast of uh, Mexican Mexican cuisine. The other reason is um, of course, the um, the people. I think this is one of the most important reasons you have to come. The people here in Mexico are welcoming and friendly. Uh, if there is one thing everybody, everyone will agree on about Mexico is that the locals we are. Warm, welcoming, and always willing to help. Whether you need directions or advice or what street food stall stall to eat, uh, you know. Even even if you don't speak Spanish, you'll soon realize that um, we will go out of the w- of our way to give you the information you're looking for. Even if you have to uh, speak in signs. Even 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 when that means uh, escorting you to a tourist desk or wringing their uh, knees for advice on bus uh, on the bus stations. So uh, don't believe everything the popular press tells you about Mexico about bad hombres. <laughs> um, and uh, another another reason that I think is very important to to take into uh, account account is the uh, uh, tequila mezcal. In pulque, uh, this is one of the <laughs> is, this is very important reasons that why you have to come here to Mexico because it's not the same if you have a mezcal or a tequila in some bar in Chicago that if you have it right here in Mexico, you know the Mex Me- Mexico uh, heritage uh, has been exported uh, worldwide: so the mezcal, tequila, uh, new. Uh, well not new but uh, different uh, agave distill drinks are also becoming very popular like Bocanora in the north or um another uh, uh different names to name this uh, specific uh agave agave distill drink and uh well this is very 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 interesting. Uh, the drink stays better here in Mexico. In Jalisco you can sample tequila that's better than the commercial brands, whereas Oaxaca is the home of smoking mezcal that's got a real, real kick right now. Um, uh, just remember this, both needs to be sipped leisurely, uh, slow, it's like a, it's like a kiss, you, you, you want to give it just a Tender and nice, nice kids, um, and uh, well, these are some of the reasons why why you you need to come to to Mexico. Once I I met a girl from from Canada a few years ago, and uh, she said that Mexico is a. Um, she said, and I'm quoting, Mexico is the best place to be broke. So what it means by that is that. Um, your the money that you will spend here, you know, is gonna worth a lot. You're gonna have access to the freshest ingredients to the to very very low prices. So I think that's another reason why you have to go, why you have to come here to Mexico. And like I said before, I am from San Miguel de Allende, and I hope someday uh, we cross paths, you know, and just just talk about how you how you deal with the how you dealt with the uh, pandemic and uh, how you feel being on the road again. And uh, yeah, I will I will love to talk to you about all this. And meanwhile, um, well, I hope everybody's going is doing very well. Stay healthy, stay uh, at home. And um, well, you can follow me on Instagram as Tony Arbisum Tony underscore Arbisum And you can find me there. It's T-O-N-Y underscore A-R-V, like Veronica. I-C, like uh, Zebra. U-M. You can follow me on Instagram, please. If you have any any fun story, any story about Mexico that you want to share. Uh, Feel free to send me a DM and uh, well, I hope to talk to you very very soon. Thank you very much for listening and uh, stay, stay home, stay safe, thank you.